I don't know if I click the button right. Am I on? Okay, good. Uh, well, if you want to be following along today in the, in, the, in the scriptures as I read to you, and as we go through the, the message today, it's going to be on page 886. It comes from John chapter 1. Um, you know what's great about this is, is, is we set these messages back in August. And, and you just see them line up in life. And, 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 I, and I'm excited to preach today's message to you guys. We've, we're starting today uh, a mini-series. It's four weeks long. And, and, and here's what we're going to be looking at. We're going to be looking at the, the importance of the Word. What is the Word? So today's going to be the first one. And today, the title of today's message is Jesus is the Word. Next week, we're going to be looking at how the Word gives life. The third week is going to be the Word is useful for teaching, rebuking, and discipling. And the fourth week is the Word reminds us of who we are and calls us home. Okay? So that's where we'll be going the next four weeks. And then after that, we've already talked about this a little bit, but after that, we're going to start a journey where we're going to, we're going to read the Bible in 90 days. Oh, 90 days. We're going to read the Bible in 90 days. Yes, we are. And how are we going to do that? We're going to do that by, by we'll post the scriptures for you, or you can go out and you can buy one of these Bibles that says the Bible in 90 days. If I was you, I'd go on Amazon right now. I was on Amazon this week. They have them used for $4.96. Brand new, it's $34.95. Paul was telling me you can get it on Kindle for $4. So if you have an iPad, an iPhone, anything like that, you can download the Kindle app for free, and you can buy that book for about 5 bucks. And here's what it is. Here's what it is. When you read the Bible in 90 days, you read just 12 pages a day. Just 12 pages. Okay? I know that's kind of a big ask for some. It's a big ask for me because I don't like to read and I'm a slow reader, but I'm going to go on this journey and I'm hoping you guys will go with us. You were invited to go with us. But as we start today, let me ask you a question. When you think of Jesus, when you think of who Jesus is, what comes to mind? Tell me what you think of when you think of Jesus. And I'm, 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 I'm waiting for your answer. So like as you hear that, it's an open invitation to pop up or speak up. A shepherd. Great. Yep. My Savior, absolutely. What else do you think of when you think of Jesus? Mighty God. Gentle? Great. Oh, I got two. Oh, back was Father, Teacher, okay. Son of God, yes. What else do you think of when you think of, of who Jesus Christ is? Forgiver, absolutely. Light of the world, yes. Yeah. Line of Judah, yes. Sacrifice, absolutely. That's, that, those are all great answers. Anything else? The little children, yes, that's exactly who he is. He gathers the children, us. What I'm hoping that we'll see today is that Jesus is more than a little brother to God the Father. I'm hoping that we see that Jesus is a huge part of creation and that he interacted with all of creation from him, life was given to all creation. And when Adam and Eve sinned, God put forth, God put forth the plan. And by God, I mean God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit put forth the plan to make the Word become flesh and dwell among us. Okay? So right now, let's open to John chapter 1. Like I said, I always say this. I'm going to say it again. There's three ways right now that I really want you to engage with me. Either A, pull out your Bibles and read along on page, I think it's 886, John chapter 1. Or two, I want you to um, pull out your phones. That works too. Or three, just close your eyes 
And, 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 and take it in. You can, well, it might be on the screen, too. It probably is. It's going to be up there. You can close your eyes, though, and, and just listen to me read it to you. But I want you to take in these words and not be distracted because the Word gives life, which we're going to get to. The Lord shapes us. It, it, it tells us who we are. It tells us who Christ is. And I want you guys to hear that say. So let's pray, and then we're going to start it. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your Word. We thank you, Lord, for becoming flesh and dwelling among us. As we get ready to celebrate Christmas, Lord, that is exactly who you are. That is exactly what you did for us. You are the gift that keeps on giving and the gift that keeps on forgiving. And may we see that always in your word. May your Holy Spirit have its way in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls today. In your name we pray. Amen. John chapter 1. I'm going to be reading from the NIV. Um, so here it is. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. And the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. That life was the light of, the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. And now I'm going to skip down. This won't be up there. This is going to be just my own verse for you. If you want to look in your Bible, you skip down to John chapter 1, verse 14. It says this. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Anyone in here ever thought about, you know, when you think about creation, you think about the creation story, and you even read it, um, when you think of the creation story, who, in your mind, who does the creating? God? Can you be more specific? We always think God the Father, don't we? Yeah? Maybe there's a reason for it. Um, would, let me tell you that when I, when, I, when I look at like children's books and things like that, we always have this picture of an older, uh, in, in our books, they're usually a whiter looking God, you know, with a, with a beard, and he's doing this creation stuff, and we have these six days of creation, right? Um, and then let me ask you another question. When we look in the first chapter of Genesis and we're reading it and, and we see, and actually the first three chapters, and we see that, that, that God walks with Adam and Eve and God talks with Adam and Eve, who do you picture walking with Adam and Eve? God the Father? How many of us ever have pictured God the Father? When this says God, how many of us have pictured God the Father, God Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit? couple of us. We got a few, okay? But it's not typically what we think, though, right? I mean, it's not typically what I think. And I think part of that... Oh, hold on. Let me see what my notes say. It says, I need to ask you one more question. <laughs> if, and I'm glad I wrote that. Man, I'm smart. Okay. It says, my, my notes, it says this. It says, if that's the case, if you usually picture God the Father, okay, being a part of creation and walking with Adam and Eve, for those of you guys who usually picture it that way, when does Jesus come along in the picture that, that's in your head? I, I see stuff in stories, okay? I, 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 and that's why I always say, hey, if you don't want to read it, close your eyes, because my imagination is, can just go there on its own. I, I have this picture in my head when someone tells me a story, and I actually think that same picture is the same thing if John were closing his eyes, like we have the same picture. It's probably not true, but that's how I think of it. But, but when does Jesus come along in, in the picture in your head? Have you thought about that? Verse 18? Genesis 1? Yep, okay, that'd be a good one. Um, some people would say Genesis chapter 3, when, 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 uh, when God rebukes the, um, 
prophesies and rebukes Satan and Adam and Eve for, for the sin that they committed. Some would say Christmas, right? When, when Jesus became flesh. But then you got to sit there and be like, well, if he became flesh, he was something before that, correct? Yes. Okay. So I think Christians have a confused understanding of who Jesus is, and I think they believe that he is a created being at times. You know, Jesus, and we're going to get there, he's, he's not a created being, being, but they believe he is created like Adam and Eve. Like God created Jesus as like, hey, you're going to be my wingman. I'm going to be Batman, and, and Jesus, you're going to be Robin. Okay? And, 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 and it's not true, but, but to be fair to us who think this way, we, some, we have a creed in the church, we have a few creeds that, that, we, that we confess um, and I guess I have a lot of questions for today, but help me out with this one, okay? If you can, uh, I'm going to say the first four lines, five, five, first four or five words. I want you to fill in the rest of it if you can, okay? And if you can't, that's okay. Um, I believe in God the Father. Great, couple. Maker of heaven and earth, okay? Now let me do it one more time, because it goes on to say, and I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son. I'll finish this one for you who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, or the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was dead, buried, crucified, crucified, dead, descended into hell, and it goes on. Here's my point. Where in that text, or in that creed, does it point to Jesus being a part of creation? It doesn't. So we naturally tend, because we, I didn't grow up in the church, but if you grew up in the church, you, you grow up and you confess these creeds, okay? And it, all the credit for creation is given to who? God the Father. And then we have this image of Jesus, and, 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 and the first time we see Jesus is, I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son conceived. So at conception is where we get an image of Jesus coming into this place. And I don't want you to think that way. My point is this. My point is this. Is that in all of creation, it is credit to God the Father. But what does the Scripture say? And we're, again, we're going to start with verse 1. It says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Now, we could sit around and we could take guesses all day to the depth or the deep meaning of this verse, but fortunately for us, we don't have to because, because when we have God's Word, it's given to us. We just have to keep reading for about another 5, 6, 7, 8 verses, down to verse 14 when we end at verse 5. You know, go down to verse 14, 9 verses later, and it says, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from God the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, who is that talking about? Jesus Christ. Great. You guys are really smart. So let me ask you another question. When we look at this, who is the Word? It's easy. Who is the Word? Jesus. Okay. Jesus is the Word. We must understand who Christ is and what he has done for us. And here's what I want you to see. I want you to get a picture of God the Father, Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, in creation, in the very beginning, and they're speaking. And when they speak, and we're going to talk about this week three, it's going to talk about God breathe, and, and Paul's going to the, the Word gives life next week. But in verse three, uh, the week three, we're going to talk about this more. But, but when they spoke, life came from them, from their mouth. His word gives life, but it, but it spoke into creation, and it happened. We need to understand that in creation, we, Jesus Christ has a place there. There are people out there who don't understand um, or have a good understanding of, of the word. There are people out there who, who have a low Christology and um, a, a, a theology of who Jesus Christ is. 
When you have a low theology, theology of Christology, which I know is a big word, but like when we have a low Christology, a low image of who God is, here's what happens when we think about Jesus Christ. We think that, or we start to limit him for what he can do and who he is. Okay? And, 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 and let me give you an example of this. There are people, um, for example, uh, there are people who are deists. A deist is a person who believes there's a God. There are people out there who believe because of the intelligence of, of the human body, the way the stars align, the way the planets are, are out there. Everything seems to have some bit of order, so they'll believe in a God. But here's what they believe about God. They believe that God basically took, uh, and this is the way you can find it online if you ever look up what a deist is, they usually give you a picture of a grandfather clock, okay? And you have this picture of a grandfather clock. Imagine, imagine it right next to me. He'd probably be taller than me because everything's taller than me. But imagine you have this, this grandfather clock and it's sitting right next to me. It's beautiful. They would say that God made that clock and then he, he took the lever and he started. He let go and the lever starts to go and, 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 and it's in motion, right? And it keeps on going. And then they would say that God is a God who sits back and all he does is watch the clock. And, 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 and there's a problem with that. You, what you get when you have that mentality is that you think that, that we have a God who is disengaged. Did you hear that? A God that's disengaged. And where have we been in the last eight weeks? Engaged sermon series. And we have been showing us through the scriptures that Jesus engages us. Okay? So I want, I want to do this one more time. I want you to really understand something. Okay? Um, imagine there's a knock on your door. You're at home. And this is another type of person when you have a low Christology, a low, a low, a low understanding or, or theology of who Christ is. But imagine you have a knock on your door and you answer it and all of a sudden the person says, hi, my name's Ralph and I'm, and I'm a Jehovah's Witness and I would like to talk to you today about God. And as you start to talk to them, you decide, you know what, I'll give this person five minutes of my time. Um, and, and, and as you get deeper into the conversation, you start to realize something, that they don't believe Jesus is God. They believe that, 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 he is, um, that he was God's first creation. They believe he was in heaven. Um, but, but hear that he is not God. They believe that he was uh, sinless. They go on and, and, and they'll list so many characteristics of, of who Christ is that match up with, with what Scripture says, but they don't go the rest of the distance. You know, They go all the way up to the line. And then because... I don't even know why. Even when it says in John chapter 1, 1, what it says, they will not call Jesus God. And when we do this, we take away from who he is. And there's a reason why I'm getting here. I'm moving us along here into what this says, okay? So what I need us to see from the first, verse, the first couple of verses was this. I need us to see, and I'm going to read them to you again, okay? Let me, that might help. Here it goes. In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So what I want you to see is this, that in the beginning, God was there, and the Word was with him. From the beginning, there is no creation mentioned of Christ. Okay? You, we have to get that. We also see... In verse 3, his role in creation, which, which we have already chatted about a bit. So let me read that to you again, verse 3 and 4. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Can you look at that? Is it, Luke, is it, I know, I saw it. Can you put verse 3 up there? If we can put verse 3 up there. 
We're going to look at verse 3 and verse 4 together. Keep going, I think. Oh, that's it. Hold on. Okay. Through him. Okay. Okay. The third line down says, through him all things were made. Okay, ready? See that? Everyone see that? Will you read it with me? Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. Great. Stop there. Through him, through Jesus, all things were made. Nothing has been made without him. I need you to get this. This is really important. I need you to see again because you were created in him. You are a created being. You being here, if you read that first, tells you you are here and you were created because of who? Yes. Okay? Now, when you look at me, I don't know what you see, okay? But, but I'm going to ask you to bear with me and, 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 and just watch, okay? I don't know if I've ever done this at this church before, so if I have, I'm sorry. If not, this is the first time I've done it, okay? Give me a second. Let me tell you what I see when I look at myself. I see a guy who's smaller or shorter than most. That's the truth, right? I'm, I'm short. If you look at me head on, it's like you're standing right here in front of me. My ears are so small that if you're standing in front of me, you'd be like, does he actually have ears? You'd have to be like, you're going to be talking to me, and you're like, all of a sudden you're going to do this. You're going to tilt your heads a little bit to see if they're there. Let me go on. You don't know this, but you might think it's funny, but, but my eyebrows, no, 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 let me go backwards. I can't grow hair. Now, you might be thinking, oh, man, you're 40. It's, 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 you, people go bald. Maybe, but I don't have it. For years, my mom, bless her soul, she's a wonderful lady who's in heaven with Jesus Christ right now, would always say to me, Brandon, why don't you just grow your hair out? You have wonderful hair. And I'm like, Mom, I have wonderful hair here and here. But the rest of it's falling out. You don't get it. It looks like a, a cat that got caught on fire. And my mom would be like, no, 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 no. Yes, mom, it's the truth. My hair is horrible. My eyebrows grow too big. If you look at me really closely, you know I have grown out this beard, but like, but like I have a mole on my face that's probably the size of a dime. I don't know, maybe it's a little bit smaller than that, but I have a mole on my face. And, and you know what? Here's another thing I see when I look at myself in, 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 this, in this mirror. You know, you don't see it, but I see it. I have horrible teeth. I, I've spent probably $20,000 at the dentist. 20000 I look at myself, and that's what you see on the outside. And on the inside, when we keep going, we see a guy who has, who has, who's not the, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I feel like every class I'm in, everybody's always smarter than me. Everybody always gets stuff before I do. Isn't that a little depressing? When you're sitting in a class and you have to work three times harder just to get a grade that somebody else barely did squat to get? That hurts. My English isn't the best. I grew up in, 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 in suburbs of Chicago, and, and, and I wing it most days with my language. 
I mean, I have to have my wife proofread almost every email I send out. Jenny, check this over. Okay, you know. Jenny, read this. It makes sense. I know what you meant to say, but here, let me help you. You know? You know, when I used to compete in life and in sports, I was never the best. I've never been the best at anything. I have a really bad knee, so bad that I think like 10 years ago they told me, you need a knee replacement, but you're too young, so you just have to keep on going for a while. I have a birthmark on my wrist. Can you see that? Do you see that? What does it look like? It's purple. It's, it's, it's kind of ugly, you would say, right? It is. And, and, and you want to know what it does? It kills my veins. So blood, I think it's veins. Veins are arteries. The blood flows in and doesn't flow out very well. Often I have to kind of pump it myself because it gets kind of, kind of built up in there and hard. And I can sit here and I can list to you all the things that aren't good enough about me. I can't play an instrument. I don't know a second language. I didn't ever, I've never gotten straight A's in my life and I've tried. But here's what I know. I know that when I look in the mirror, I'm creating the image of God. I know that God sewed me together in my mother's womb. In verse 3, it says this. Through him, all things were made. Nothing was made without him that has been made. My identity is not in my perceived flaws, but my identity is in Jesus Christ who created me. And I, what I want you to know what that means is this. It means I value and I look up to the creator and not the words of the created. Do you get that? My identity is in the creator. It is not in the words of the created. And I don't know what you see, but I have a question for you. And it goes like this. Well, let me do it with you, please. I know you can take this. Look in the mirror. I don't know what you see, but let me tell you what I see. I see a young man created in the image of God who he loves. He put you together and he formed you the way that he did because he has reason and purpose in your life and he loves you. And as someone said earlier, you are a child of God. Do you get that when you see that? I hope so. Jen, look in the mirror for me, could you? I don't know what you see, Jen, but let me tell you what I see. I see a beautiful woman who God created in the image of God. You are his creation. Now, when you look at this mirror, I'm guessing you see your flaws, you see your sins, you see all the things you couldn't have ever lived up to. But that's not what God sees. He sees his redeemed son. You are his child. You are forgiven. You are his. Is that a great message? That's not a message we get to hear in the world, is it? No. Nope. Nope. I could do this three or four more times. I could do it 80 more times or 100 more times. But I think you get the picture. 
When my sin rebelled against God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and when my sin turned its back on creation, and when my sin tried to wreck the relationship God set out to have with me because he created me to have a relationship with me, we see that in the first chapter of Genesis, first couple of chapters, God creates all this, and then he walks with us. Our sin tries to reject him, but you want to know what? God the Father, God Jesus Christ, God the Holy Spirit is not having any of that. When we push him away, he comes for us harder. When we try to wreck the relationship, he tries to fix it. So in verse 14, when it tells me that the word became flesh to dwell among me, it tells me that God himself, the one who created all of this, stepped into this world to redeem this world from all the sin that is in it and all the effects of the sin of this world. Do you believe that? Me too. Let's share that message with, our, with, our, with, with the world around us. Dear Lord Jesus, we give you thanks for all things. Lord, may you be the one who speaks to us and reminds us that we are yours. When we look at these verses, Lord, it tells us and points to us of a God again who wants to have a relationship with us. That you created us. And that you stepped in to redeem us. May we live in that and may we rest in that. In your name we pray. Amen?